Hey everyone, and thanks for finding Bebop Banter, the internet's premier anime podcast. My name is Wes. I'm Demetrius. And I'm Saeed. And join us as we talk about anime, manga, video games, and pretty much everything in between. And no matter what the episode's content, we promise that you'll have a good time hanging out with us. Without further ado, here we go. Bebop Banter, the internet's premier anime podcast, and Guyana's premier anime podcast. Shout out to Guyana, we haven't given him a shout out in a while. My name is Wes, and I'm joined by my co-host, Demetrius. Uh, I just had some food, so... Oh dude, me too. Uh, And Saeed. I'm very excited for spooky season. It's true. Saeed, you're gonna go trick or... You got a month to go. You're gonna go trick or treating this year, Saeed? I wish, bro, I miss (laughs) trick or treating. Oh man, you don't know you don't know how good. Hey you yo, got when it. did you guys stop? When did you guys stop trick or treating? Um, Last time I trick or treated was tenth grade. It might have been tenth grade. Yeah, I think it was about the yeah, same for me. It might honestly. have been around tenth grade for me too, but also because I have a younger sister, so I like kind of walked around with her to make sure she was okay while she was trick or treating. Lucky. Yeah, but I got into the point where you know I just like giving out. <laughs> I just like giving out the candy. You know what it is. Oh, I don't even do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody just coaxes you. There's take, no kids take. here, bro. Everyone. Got Dude, but you gotta. The, There's but no you gotta give, buy. Only you gotta take. buy the candy to give out, and then when nobody goes to pick up the candy, you just keep it for yourself, bro. It's just an excuse. True. Just or or you go after. Or you could wait till after yep. Halloween. Yeah, you go after and everything. That's the off. only good thing about that. I went corporate... for the experience. I wasn't that big into candy. I liked the 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 idea when I was a kid that at night we get to go out and walk around with the homies. Dude, that's that was cool. To that me. discounts the only reason I like that corporate created Valentine's Day because that's another one where you can mm. get the half off candy mm. the day after. So especially chocolate because I'm a big chocolate fan. But anyway, we're not talking about Halloween. We're not talking about Valentine's Day. But we are talking about some stuff that might be scary for some of you listeners to listen to. Not because it's a terrifying series or a terrifying game or spooky season stuff. But it's a little uh, retrospective look at kind of the evolution of anime, if you will. Saeed, you kind of came up with this idea uh, pre-recording session. So we're gonna we're gonna run with it. Indeed. Shout out to Saeed. Talking about the kind of reactions to older shonen series in particular that are getting either new anime adaptations or finally becoming more readily available. Uh, some examples where it's still as positively received or it's maybe more negatively received. And the way that we've seen some of these things change uh, over time since we started watching anime because spoiler alert for later in the episode a big reason that we're talking about this is because however long ago 
Netflix finally added the remainder of Hunter Hunter to, I'm not sure how far it goes, but the English dub of Hunter Hunter to their library. Including Chimera and Ark, I believe. And the reception to the Chimera and Ark... I think it's all of it. Yeah, the, the reception to the Chimera and Ark in the newer generation of Shonen and anime watchers is significantly different to the reception of the Chimera and Ark than what kind of our generation uh, had to it as a series. So before we get into any specifics, again, uh, just interested to hear your guys' thoughts on what shonen series kind of used to be like and maybe any trends that you see it moving to in the modern era i know saeed you have some thoughts on this so if you want to if you want to take the lead to start out kick us off yeah i'll kick it off hey happy Um, nfl season by the way kick it off i was just about to say (laughs) but um i was gonna say the big difference i see is there's a noticeable change in pacing Newer series I've noticed specifically shown in anime or shown in manga are significantly faster paced than what we've seen in the past. In the past, I'm talking about during the big three era with Naruto, Bleach, One Piece. When manga were coming out around that time, the pacing was a little bit more slow compared to, to now. That's a big difference I see. And I think that's one key aspect as to why some people may see older series as too quote-unquote boring or slow i don't think they they've experienced the story in a way where it's on purpose slows down and stuff like that but that that's one main thing i wanted to kick off with. yeah it's important to note we're not talking about like how perhaps dragon ball z really drew out uh, a few fights or moments because that goes into a conversation of um the fact that Dragon Ball was the fastest series ever to get an anime adaptation uh, after the manga released. So they needed to drag stuff out so that they never caught up to the manga, so they never had the issue of having to make up their own stuff. We're talking about, like Saeed said, purposeful slowdowns in stories. Yeah, in storytelling, you can't just go full throttle the entire time. You need little lulls to establish new things within your plot and themes and whatnot and i don't think from my observation people don't really like it for some reason Mm -hmm. i don't know i think there's like a certain there's like a lot of dopamine hits when you get a climax like straight up no matter (laughs) what what she said (laughs) no matter uh yeah i know i was like dang it no matter what type of like frame you're thinking about people like the you know the top of the roller coaster right Mm-hmm. So, people naturally don't enjoy. Some people don't naturally enjoy the exposition and like falling action of certain things. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd say more so actually in the new, some of these new anime, like you kind of mentioned, they're still there, but people. It almost seems as if setup is a bad thing. Yeah. It's set up. It's not. We're not saying the setup's bad per se in today's, I guess, shonen anime and stuff. It's just a lot more rushed, and I guess not as, uh, I don't know, polished. Is that the word? Or that's a good explored, word. Explored, mm-hmm. I guess, in a way. Yeah, because it, it goes like set up for like a little, maybe a little bit, and then it goes boom, action sequence. Then even the lulls after arcs finish, I've noticed nowadays, 
just sometimes just fall right into another action sequence into another arc. I've seen that pattern a lot lately too. Yeah, and I, I'm going to do what I did at the end of last episode and push up my, it sounds like I'm gatekeeping, but really I'm not uh, gatekeeping glasses and just say like something I've noticed is there is still, like you said, there's still an attempt to have exposition and build up and all of that in modern series or like nuance in series for example but with with the rise of social media right and the rise of the hype behind like well animated well choreographed crazy music sections a lot of that nuance is just glanced over like a lot of people yeah. A lot of people I've seen online, and I've talked to a couple people about this, when they're watching Demon Slayer, a huge action scene happens, right? And then you get the lull of explaining why the demon is a certain way after they've been defeated, and people are like, I don't care about this. I don't need to know the right, background of the villain. Right, that's a good point. Mm, I don't need to yeah. whenever like, have it humanized. Because whenever people bring up Demon Slayer, what do they bring up? The Hinokami Kagura yeah, what do they episode. bring up? They bring up... Yes. Yeah, they bring they up episode bring, 19. I don't think anybody else can bring up anything else that happened or much else that happened outside of action parts throughout the entire season one of Demon Slayer, which is kind of concerning to me. I don't know. People are people are just focusing on just these flashy sequences, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which are really, like, pleasing to the eye. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's more to the story than that. Right. And I'm not saying I don't... I'm not a fan of this new style of faster-paced stuff. I appreciate it. For someone that's been into Shonen for a long time, getting into something that where I know where like these tropes are, and if it's a little fast paced, it's kinda good for me sometimes, I'm not gonna lie. But I, I guess I have the my issue comes up when people don't appreciate the other side when it's not as fast paced. That's the only thing I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And the big the big one, just jumping right into it right now, the big one that we talked about just a few minutes ago, the Chimera Ant Arc in Hunter Hunter. Now we have a whole Togashi episode uh, on Hunter Hunter and on Yu Yu Hakusho. So if you want to listen to any of those, go back because we might reference Yu Yu Hakusho in this conversation as well. Go back and check that out. But in our Hunter Hunter episode, we talked about how at least for our generation of anime watchers, the Chimera and Arc at the time was considered one of the best shonen arcs. Like, period. Period. Point blank. Because it, actually, actually, a few years ago, it was voted as the best anime yeah. arc. I can't remember what year. It was somewhere in the twenty. You have it's because there's a lot of there's flashy action in it, yes, but a lot of it is nuanced storytelling. Gon's descent to b- going from the happy-go-lucky guy, the whole series you knew. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And hold I'm not, on, I'm not spoiling too much. That. I'm not, I'm not that. spoiling too much. Don't worry, I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to say the whole thing. But like Gon's descent to a different type of character. And the villains ascent to a different type of character. There's a lot of nuance and dichotomy in themes in the Chimera and arc. That symbolism, symbolism parallels, exactly, like it's that everywhere. Isn't necessarily as recognized or talked about now when you look at it. I and I hate to I, I hate to say I just thought of something. People probably Oh, go ahead, Saeed. I was going to say, I don't think people appreciate nuanced character writing. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. I don't know why. It doesn't stick in their heads. I don't like, know. Like, a, like a complex character is so interesting to watch versus like a straightforward Tanjiro. Yeah, right. And even if 
some people call complex characters i'm not uh, no no hate but like when people do i guess like a heel turn or a reverse heel turn like a snappy say oh that's good character development because i noticed he was good here and now he's bad here or he was bad here and now he's good here something as simple as that people think oh good writing not the case most of the time mm-hmm. sometimes quite the opposite just lazy yeah and and with demon slayer in general this is actually a complaint that a lot of people of our generation have had i, I saw moist critical even talked about it a lot of the characters in demon slayer don't ever change you have a and i'm not trying to hate on demon slayer it's a decent it like it's a good series we're just we're just we're, using it we're as using an example, example of right? a modern take on shonen tanjiro um zenitsu the good boy yeah tanjiro is a good boy zenitsu is the the i like girls but i'm also like very cowardly boy inosuke is the crazy boy uh they all kind of have their own even in the movie right uh, what's his name? Rengoku is the like yeah. very justice powerful guy. Um, all mm-hmm, these characters mm-hmm. are the embodiments of a certain trope in shonen, and it makes it very easy to understand them. But it also makes it so that they don't change, and that's what I. They're not like uh, what's the word like dynamic. Yeah, yeah. There's no nuance to them. Something similar to this is One Piece, the Straw Hats. They're 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 kind of like what you just described, but there's new the situations they're put in and their nuance added over time. Mm-hmm. Like each straw it makes them feel like they're actually growing. Each yeah. straw hat has had yeah, multiple. Their core marks. stays the same. Yeah, their core stays the same, but there's like little things that happen to them throughout the story that adds into their character, mm-hmm. and it doesn't change the core too much. So yep. it's it's part of why like that whole thing like i was saying and demetrius was adding on about the dichotomy and the changes in your main character and a villain in the chimera and arc throughout the series the complete tone shift different from the rest of the series is what makes that arc and what made that arc in the eyes of a lot of older anime viewers so special but then yeah it was very unique but then what did our type of writing what did our favorite uh shinobi on twitter say saeed oh like it was the worst arc or most boring arc in anime history yeah and by shinobi i mean my boy i mean ninja i'm gonna i'll say it i'll say ninja (laughs) and here's the thing about that that i was going to say a little earlier so ninja tweets out that it's the most boring arc in anime ever and for younger viewers like a content creator like that in your everyday life not even talking about anime and manga content creators and people with large followings influence younger generations like crazy right it it's you base your yeah. life off of what some of these people say sometimes and the decisions you make so don't do that by the way if yeah you're don't to don't this, do that it's terrible very just cringe. be you very cringe be you uh it, it's it just sucks that like someone with that big of an opinion will give the opinion without reasoning because we can't say why he thought everyone's everyone is entitled to their own opinion but when people come out and they're like oh you must be right because you said it's like the worst and you have millions of followers like it must be boring because whatever make your own decisions about man also said demon slayer after he watched 19 episodes that's the greatest anime he's ever seen yeah so take take that with a grain of salt too Green assault, definitely. But it's 
it's just a shame that we're at a point where flashiness it's it's like i i don't want to actually no i'll do this uh and this might be controversial for a lot of people but it's like what's going on with video games uh and by video games i mean triple a video games where style in a way is outdoing substance for some things Mm, good point um yep yeah we've like a formula we've, we've talked about it before just like not naming any specific games because i haven't thought about any examples for this right now but you're at a point where like a lot of people will praise a game because of its visuals only and not because of the mechanics or the gameplay or the story and that's kind of what it seems the anim the direction that anime seems to be trending in the younger viewer is something can look really really good and then you watch it and you're like I don't get it. Like, what's so special? Like, Demetrius, you... Is it also me? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, Demetrius, God oh, say... Bro. That... Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's kind of older, but... It, it, it looks pretty. It looks pretty. And, you know, it had a concept, but the story was kind of mid. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that love mm-hmm. it. Um because of how flashy it could be sometimes yep and you again you know you're entitled to your opinion that's fine it's just a matter of the the actual movement in anime with social media kind of seems like to me actually i'll bring up this point it seems like companies understand what the younger demographic wants and it's getting hits and it goes viral so you automatically are guaranteed a monetary success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it almost seems like it's a winning formula, and that's what the animation studios are going after and that's, now. In some it's cases. not like that's the fault of... I, I almost want to say this is a long time coming, and then, Saeed, we can get to your thought that uh, you were going to have. Because if we're talking about... And this, I'm joking about Dragon Ball Z Dokkan battle all the time. But right now, 350 million download celebration is going on. And the two new cards are Super Saiyan Goku from the end of the Namek fight and Full Power Frieza from the end of the Namek fight. In terms of anime, when Goku goes Super Saiyan, right? That is one of the most iconic anime moments of all time. Period. And and that is what got the hype about it. Because the build-up to Super Saiyan, that's what got the hype, the the press, the talk, the merchandise of Goku. You almost see more Super Saiyan form than base form Goku stuff out there when he's represented in media. And when that worked, all of a sudden you have all these older series that still followed the kind of older, longer, more, more I don't want to say thought out, but more developed premise but started incorporating all these transformations and it kept selling and kept selling and kept selling where transformations, flashy techniques, cool visuals became the thing. And like you said, Demetrius, the companies all probably realize that. And that's why we're at a point in anime right now where that's what sells. So why not just make that anime, you know, cut the, cut the fluff on top of other, you know, inspiring other mangaka, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So Mangaka or animation studios, like they'll take the inspiration and say, Hey, that's a good idea. And they'll make it. And then you have, 
uh, more of those, you know, underdog coming from the edge about to lose to win. Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming, but I think it's more obvious than ever that we've reached a point in anime where, and I'm talking anime, not manga, anime, we've reached the point in anime where series are coming out and they're really emphasizing that flashy technique, transformation, whatever, that people can clip and people can post online and companies can post online that will get them all of the likes, that will give them the one moment that they can sell all of the merch from, right? It's mm-hmm. not that not that yeah. it didn't exist yeah. before, but like Saeed said, with all the social media now, it's just like everything in our lives since we were kids to now is being more streamlined to focus on mm-hmm. what the people seemingly really really want and that's that cool moment so now that's my side that's my side note saeed you hit up with what uh you were i was just gonna i was gonna yeah i was gonna mention that i've not shonen has always had a formulaic uh essence to it Mm -hmm. but i feel like over the years is becoming even more and more formulaic like if you think about big three era shonen series that popped off bleach naruto one piece they're not very very similar think about it yeah they're they're all shown in but like their premises and the way it's structured is very different like naruto had their whole team seven aspect with the uh evil organization type of thing which i'm gonna get into because i feel like naruto set the standard for this new generation because i've seen a lot of patterns with that whole team seven setup of two guys one girl yeah uh evil organization in the akatsuki type of deal jujutsu kaisen does this Demon Slayer does this. My Hero does this to an extent as well. Those are three if, of probably the biggest shonens out right now. And um, they, they're they taking that for like that the concept of the shonen tropes and I guess the formulaic shonen and like squeezing it down even more to the Naruto, uh, I'll call it the Kishimoto formula, I guess, type of thing. They're, they're building it around that formula. A lot of these newer shonen. So that's why it seems, I guess, more, I guess, I don't know, generic sometimes to older viewers and readers. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, because for... I'd say say especially the trope of, like, uh, the trope of the demon inside type of thing in a shonen. That's that's so... That is more popular than it has ever been. Mm -hmm. And it appeals to the whole, like, Black Clover. Yep. It, it appeals to the whole like chunibyo, which is the the term they use in like Japan for like when you're in mid, like the middle school syndrome where you feel like you're special, right? Like you feel like you're the only one in the world that can do what you do. Like it appeals to that. Like I'm the only one with the nine tail fox. I'm the only one who can absorb Sukuna's stuff. I'm the only one that has anti magic powers. Um. So yeah. Which you know, don't get me wrong. It's like, not bad. I. I technically enjoy a lot of yeah. those concepts yeah i like the demon within concept this cool stuff mm-hmm. yeah i was i mean those are the moments that you watch and when they pop off you're like oh this is really cool and, and for the you know i didn't expect i didn't expect the nine tails to reveal itself in the fight with haku like whoa and for the younger that? the younger fan right because keep in mind we're all mid-20s for the younger fan growing up on anime this is perfectly fine right like it's not, it's not an yeah. issue because this is your first experience, yeah, yeah, because they've never seen it. Uh, but 
something that's interesting to think about is when is that next standard of shonen going to be set? Uh, in our lifetime, and I'm not talking about Dragon Ball was before us. Dragon Ball was before we could comprehend how impactful it was. Um, right. On the we saw the, the fruits of like the when we jumped into shonen, we saw the we saw the shonen series that are influenced by Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. This generation is seeing the shonen series influenced by Naruto. But is what I'm observing at least. But my my mm-hmm. question is. And, and I don't think there's an answer to it. It's just something for people to think about. Saeed, you mentioned the big three and how different they were and how influential they were. How you could see they all kind of grabbed influence from, like, the Dragon Balls and the the OG, like, godfathers of Shonen. But when they innovated in their own ways, when is that next tentpole Shonen series going to come out? Or more than one Shonen series... That is going to take the inspiration, but really apply it in its own way that will influence the next generation. Like, what is that series going to be that influences the next generation of story writers? It's it's weird mm. to make the parallel, but I watch WWE. Saeed, you watch a little bit of it, right? Every once in a while. Yep. Um, yep. And in WWE, there's a group called The New Day, and the the one of the main members of the new day xavier woods also austin creed he has a youtube channel up up down down that's pretty awesome uh they were talking to him about i think on his youtube channel about what this generation of wrestler is right like we used to have wcw ecw wwf the whole ruthless aggression era all of that and he said oh the attitude era. attitude era he said this generation of wrestlers is the fan generation. We're the generation that just fanboyed over all of the crazy great things, right? Mm, but when I heard that, I, but when I heard that, I was like does how is the next generation that comes next of wrestlers going like rather than molding themselves off of what's currently going on, they're going to be molding themselves off of if you're the fan generation and you're just giving reverence to what was in the past, as you should. There's a, a smaller leap in storytelling and in character development and stuff. And I think that can apply to what we're seeing in Shonen right now. It's a smaller growth in storytelling techniques than what like the, the big three were from the Dragon Ball style of stuff, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. In a way, in a way, though... That's what makes stories like Chainsaw Man, uh, and some people would also consider B stars. Like yep. that's what makes those type of like series stand out. Mm-hmm. I 100 percent agree. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Attack on Titan had a similar thing. It was very yep. different, and people liked the fact that it was different. And I, I was a friend of the friend of the show Brett, who said he would never ever buy or read manga, and now has an insane manga collection that he adds to weekly or monthly, if not weekly. And now reads on Shonen Jump series weekly. So, hey, we, we got a convert right there. Shout out to the boy. Um, we re- Never say never. We read this series on the on Shonen Jump app. Again, it's free to download. And it gives you, like, the latest three episodes or three chapters for free. But if you want to read, like, the entire backlog of a series, it's one ninety nine a month. We like promoting legit ways to read manga. So... 
if you're interested, you can read that. There's a series called Red Hood. I think it's like called Red Hood the Hunter's Guild or something. And Oh yeah. It we read it weekly, we talk about it, and there was a moment that happened at the end of chapter 3 or 4, I think. Cuz it's a relatively new series that was very very colossal titan like very very colossal titan inspired so we were talking in our group chat like this looks to be the first at least in some story beats series that i don't think it's hiding that the author was influenced by attack on titan which was really cool Mm. to see because it's that evolution that growth that we were all just talking about right now i see Mm -hmm. interesting so the, the main issue with that then becomes, which is its own conversation, is Shonen Jump going to let it continue? Because how many series come out that we're like, oh, this could be really good, and it just ends up getting rushed or axed? Because mm, right. what... Yeah. I guess we can say Shonen Jump needs to take more chances. Mm-hmm. They're getting a little too comfortable with, uh, I guess, what they're trying to do. Well, that's not true. They give something like Chainsaw Man a chance. Because a lot of Tokyo it... Tokyo Avengers yeah. a little different. I don't know. Tokyo Avengers doesn't jump. Uh, no, it's not. But this is where a lot of uh, manga in I think it's different. In manga, like it's different because we don't we don't see like the reader surveys and stuff. I was like just that about to bring that in, up in the West. Yeah, because we don't we don't see it. But in Japan, you know, when you buy the manga, you can actually submit a survey that tells like if you're enjoying it or something stupid or something's great. So. You know, from a business perspective, Shonen Jump is still a company. I understand they have to it's make pro- I'm not going to lie. Decisions. I think Shonen Jump business-wise is that the highest it's ever been. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of this the influx and stuff. So, oh, yeah. And the digital app. Like, you, you can't. If it's people really are legit paying for it, like, it's. And it's really good. There's so many. So much manga. Like, especially if you have, like, an iPad or anything with a bigger mm-hmm. screen. It's a fantastic time. So. I foresee Shonen Jump kind of branching into like, hey, there's going to be like a core safe Shonen like style. And then you're going to have a branch that's going to have the more experimental and risk taking manga. That's what I foresee. Because they have um, they have Jump Plus as a thing and we don't get it in the West. It's kind of integrated into the Jump app. But. We've talked about series like Spy Family, Kaiju Number Eight. Those are exclusively on the Jump Plus app in Japan. They're not in the physical copies of Shonen Jump. Um, oh, those are like unique which, types of series. Yeah, and they're very unique types of series, and that's a whole other discussion because then you can avoid leaks because you don't have warehouses full of Jump copies sitting around months before they actually come out, right? So the digital age for manga, as far as avoiding leaks of certain things, is definitely is definitely out there. But yeah, I think, Demetrius, you brought up the, the reader surveys. I was going to say, part of it is, I guess in the U.S., you we do this by using our wallet, like paying to have our voices heard. There's a point where you have to, you like, as the reader, we take ownership of what's coming out and what we're consuming, right? We're not saying don't. We're mm-hmm. not saying don't retweet your favorite scenes or buy Blu-rays or whatever. But like Dimitri said, it's a business. And as as more over time, exposure is given to just the flashier, 
types of stuff. It's the same thing with the video game industry, where everyone was complaining about, like, Pokemon, for example. And they were like, Pokemon never changes. Like, we need to boycott Sword and Shield. And Sword and Shield becomes the best-selling Pokemon game of all time. So it's like, why are you going to do that? <laughs> why are they going to change anything right. when it's mm-hmm. doing better than ever? It's, it's similar to that. Like, in a way, it's companies putting out what's going to make the most money. But in a way, it's also people using their wallets to have their voice heard on a lot of things. So I'm not even trying and, to make them change what they're doing. Yeah, I just want, I guess newer people to appreciate older stuff i'm sounding like a boomer but like you know the boomer episode <laughs> yeah the boomer okay boomer like, i i just the, the fast-paced nature i'm not complaining about it i think it works most of the time especially in these newer series because obviously it's working it's selling really well but um people just don't appreciate slower style storytelling i guess that's my only issue and i want to bring this up because i think i mentioned it i think the oh, other ahead, thing Demetrius, before i before ooh, i say this ooh, go ooh. ahead Ooh, okay. I think the other thing, though, is that we might have mentioned it, but anime, more more than ever, is accessible to a huge range of people mm-hmm. now, especially in the yep. West. Like, you have Hunter x Hunter and all these series on Netflix, which is in a variety of households across the, the country. You have Crunchyroll, you have the same old pirate sites. I mean, there's people that are getting into it and openly talking about it more now than ever, especially that like celebrities on social media are saying like, Oh, zero two was my hair inspo. Like people that might've been talking junk about anime now see that it's much bigger and they might be doing a whole uh, heel turn and seeing, okay, well, what's the fuss about? Mm -hmm. So you get a variety of opinions. And I think that's, that's really what we're living through the the history and change of what the anime community is made up of Mm -hmm. definitely form big big thing though people is form your own opinions on what you like we mentioned it earlier but don't let other people influence your opinions just because they say something and you don't want to be different than someone you might idolize or someone you might respect right yeah do please do not fall in the group think like it's such a dangerous thing mm-hmm. just don't do it if you can avoid it just critically think think about how you feel and form your own opinion yeah because spoiler alert for a future episode um yo i like to talk a lot of trash about b stars and i will continue to talk a lot of trash about b stars because there's a good amount of stuff that i don't really jive with on b stars however I cannot say that the story in Beastars and the pacing and the voice acting and the production quality is bad. In fact, I'm very much enjoying my watch through. Spoiler alert. Um, I'm, I'll be the first to say I like kind of fell into the whole group thing thing on that. Like, yeah, I still like my own forming my own personal opinion about it. I still agree with some of the stuff that I had heard before watching the series. But always give something a shot, right? There's there's no reason not to, if anything about that. Right. Perfect example of this is I've seen I'm I'm pretty active in One Piece Twitter, people uh, seeing people dive into it for the first time, and I've seen a pattern of people saying their preconceived notions of One Piece. They're like, oh, it's too long, oh, it's boring, trash art style. It's garbage before they even saw the series. And then people actually get into the series and they're like, okay, this is like in my top 10. This is in my top five now. 
I actually gave it a chance. So sometimes what you hear from the masses sometimes isn't true until you experience it yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's... Yeah. Like this whole... Just because someone, again, going back to our, our streamer friend, uh, just because someone says something is boring doesn't mean that you take face value and skip over something. Um, that's That's it. Like, form your own opinions on stuff. Yeah. I forget what I was going to say yeah, earlier. If you, if you, so that's, that's what I'm going to say now. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll get you. I'll get you. I'll get you. Don't worry. Like, the, the biggest thing also is if you practice active watching of an anime, and then not passive watching, that means, you know, you put your phone down, you stop doing other things. If you practice active watching and you're able to feel things and see things and the characters and, and, and the story beats, like, just because it's something different than what you expected doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. It could just be a whole new experience that you've never had mm-hmm. before. And I actually, I remembered. That could be a good that thing. That reminded me of what I was going to say, Demetrius. I think it was last episode I talked about that Fena Pirate Princess series that I'm still hammering. The point of this recording, there have only been three episodes out. By the time this comes out, there will have been uh, four episodes out. So just one one extra, I believe. But, oh no, five episodes will have come out by the time this recording is released as an actual episode. So maybe it screwed itself up, I don't know. But, I saw people online complaining about it and giving it bad reviews because it takes its time to set stuff up. I legit saw someone like tweet out, the action is awesome, but it's too much time in between action for me. I don't care about them walking around this town shopping eating having what's when you sit down and watch it actual good character development with characters that you might not have thought you cared about until there like that kind of frustrated me but that's also why i'm enjoying it it has a more old school taking its time to set things up vibe uh but along the lines and the themes of this episode it's just been weird to see people complain about that you know (laughs) I think, <laughs> I think we're just turning into like mini boomers because we, of course, as as a joke, right? Because like there's certain things that I personally see, not only in anime but just society as a whole, that makes me think like, hey, maybe we should just take our time with mm-hmm. certain things and not just rush for like the 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 next dopamine hit. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not saying that older shonen was perfect by any means in anime. My gosh, Frieza's five minutes is like freaking hours, ten hours. Like, what the heck was that? Like, it's it's not perfect by any means, but there is a balance that a lot of series strike, and a lot of series nowadays are trying to strike. And back in the day when they hit it, it was praised, and now it's like, okay, let's move on to the next heavy action scene. And I'm like, no, no. I think what is it? We've all all three of us. We've never did an official like review of this series or anything after Saeed finished it. But Iron-Blooded Orphans is another great example of this, I think. Because if you look at the Gundam series directly before Iron-Blooded Orphans, Reconquista in G, I want to say almost every episode, at least in the first 10 beginnings of the episode, stuff would happen, and then randomly a siren would go off, and you'd have like four minutes of fighting grunts that don't have anything to do with the story that they just decided to pop up. Uh, and do whatever. 
Whereas in Iron Blooded Orphans, you'd get maybe a fight scene to and me, three or four episodes in between the next one, and the fight scene actually meant something instead of just being tacked on at the end. But people hold that against Iron Blooded Orphans. Exactly. They say, "Oh, we don't like just no, no, give no. us the fights." I'm like, "No, you need the the backgrounds to the fights. It's, Why people are fighting? You have to understand, like at least, yes, in the stories that I enjoy, and this is me personally." In the stories that I enjoy, there has to be a reason for the fight. It can't just yes, be a fight. That's important. There, there, there can be cool. There could be cool animation. There could be uh, great music to it. But if I really sit down and analyze it and ask why are they fighting and it doesn't make sense, then I have a problem with it. Yeah, a fight scene needs to have a theme within it, incorporating the theme of the art. It's very important for a good fight scene. And that applies to yeah, and that like, applies to every the medium. Better the setup, the bigger the payoff. Mm-hmm. exactly and it just seems like again saeed mentioned it it's not like series nowadays aren't doing that right but more often right. than not the setup is you're part of a team we're giving you a mission to go fight this guy go fight this guy and then they go fight that guy and that's that's it like in, in a way much. like like if you think about that type of fight versus a pretty iconic one for our generation of like Naruto versus Sasuke. They were on yeah. the same team. They were comrades, but they still ended up fighting because of some pretty big differences. Mm-hmm. Like that makes a pretty interesting fight. Yep. Yep. There is man, there are a couple manga, but I know you guys aren't caught up on some manga, so I'm not gonna say it. But there are some manga too that I'm reading, and it's shown in type of stuff, where there definitely is conflict that isn't built up like that. Like, the way it used to be. And these are in series I really like. like, forced or something? Yeah, or where, like... It's more forced? Yeah, it's it's more forced. It's more simple. It's not as built up to. Which, again, is not an issue. Especially if you're just getting into anime and you're just watching for the first time. But as the anime boomers that we are, we've seen that happen before. We want a little bit and we've more seen it better, I guess. Yeah, we've seen it happen yeah. before better. And what they're taking from... They're not doing it as well as what they're taking it from, I guess. It's the unfortunate curse of the anime fan that as you get more into anime, there's was it Gigguk that put up life cycle of an anime fan? I think it was Gigguk, yeah. yeah. As we as you get more into anime, <laughs> Such a good video. you start to realize that what you used to like or what you currently like isn't as good as it was before and you just become more and more and more critical of everything that's coming out until you finally reach that point where like, you know what? I'm just going to like this. And we're at that point where it's like, I'm just going to like this. But for a lot of listeners that might be new to anime or haven't watched as much collective anime as we have, just keep in mind, there are people out there that have seen pretty much everything that's being put out right now. And you will get to the point where a new series will come out and you'll have seen it before, just in another under another name. Uh, so eventually you yep. will be where we are and you will be saying the same things that we we are saying right now but any any closing thoughts before we before we end this episode boys uh give older series a chance please uh go and watch and or read older series there's some good stuff there mm-hmm. you'll pick up say say you got into anime with my hero and seen like demons there and uh black clover and whatnot uh go back and check out some older series you might pick up on uh things that you've seen within the series that you currently watch yep you'll be like oh that's where they got it from type of thing mm-hmm. 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 important to draw inspiration and understand where it comes from respect your elders and, uh, 
<laughs> and uh, just again, you know, form your own opinion. Like think about think critically about why it is you enjoy what it is. If you enjoy something because it's visually uh, stimulating and has good music, but there's maybe not be as strong story beats, at least be be honest with it. At least be aware and honest about why you like it. Like if you like mindless action, that's fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But 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 don't don't sit there and say that the other side is bad. Yeah, too. I like playing. Yeah, don't say it's trash. I like playing Dynasty Warriors games, and I'll be the first to admit those get those games I'm are just kidding. walking around and pressing a couple buttons in a couple different orders. But I'm honest with what they that's, are. That's some Kingdom Hearts games. Bro. I'm, I'm honest about what they are. And I'm honest about their role in video games and why I enjoy it. I'm not going to tell you that it's a narrative masterpiece because I'm not going to make the argument that Dynasty Warriors is better than The Last of Us or something like that. So just just know what you like, why you like it. Ooh, that sounds like a that sounds like our favorite uh, websites oh, man. article. Uh, people, if you if you want to know another good article, here's our daily or here are here's our weekly uh, update on. On our favorite websites, types of clickbait articles, uh, I sent it to the group. It was a ten anime character or ten anime females from other anime that would make perfect wives for Gohan. Jesus <laughs> Christ! I mean, number one was the you, you get it how you get it. I, I think guess. number one was the what was her uh, number one was Princess Mononoke. It was the the wor- the wolf girl yeah, from Princess yeah, Mononoke, and from it was Mononoke. The the how? the reasoning was. <laughs> <laughs> the reasoning was her love of nature would intrigue Gohan. No, it wouldn't. Gohan's a nerd. <laughs> let's also let's also say real quick. Let's recognize one of them was um, Asuna from Sword Art Online, and the reason was she's a strong female character. But let's just ignore season two where she gets like captured and is the damsel in distress, or the second half of season one. Where she gets captured and is the damsel in distress for the whole. That's whole one thing. show I'll never watch. I'll I'll ride along with the the, the hate train. No, Saeed, you Ever can't say that. I've said this before. You can't say that. I'll, I'll be honest. No, I've said this before. Be, when they compared the parts. black the black swordsman to guts, I'm like, no, I'm not watching this crap. <laughs> <laughs> Get this mess out of here. Anyways, everybody. The potential, though, the potential was there. Yeah. And it was squandered. The first, you know, I will stand by the first half of season one of Sword Art Online. I really, really enjoyed. I had a really fun time with those first twelve episodes, or however much it was, before they went into the Elfheim Online part. The fairy, the fairy one. one. Yeah. I actually like enjoyed that first half, but it was it was cool. He cheated a lot, but yeah, it was cool. It was it was fine, uh, but anyways. Everybody, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Thank you all for checking out our podcast as per usual. You can find us at Bebop Banter on pretty much every form of social media. So hit us with a like. Hit us with a follow. I don't know. Do we have a comment question of the the episode? Comment below with... um, Oh, this was was what I was going to do. I have a challenge for everybody since we were talking about older anime series. You guys ready for this challenge? I think we've talked to not on the podcast, but we've talked about it before a while ago. The right. anime boomer challenge. Yeah, well, let's call it the anime boomer challenge because I can't remember the regular name. Everybody, go back, go to Wikipedia, go to Annie Chart, go to one of those, and find a series that came out the year you were born. 
and watch that series. Oh. Because interesting. It's always like this whole watch time. Watch or read. Or read, yes. If there's a manga of it, read it or watch it. If it's like an anime exclusive, um, then you know, watch it. But really seriously look into a series that came out the year that you were born. And just see what it's like, especially oh man, especially if you're a newer anime fan. See what anime and manga was like back then compared to what it is right now. If you're listening to this, the comment question is, hey, comment below with a series that not necessarily you're going to check out, but that you would be interested in checking out from your birth year. Uh, And yeah, you know, be a historian of the world that is anime and manga so that you can expand your horizons into further things. My name was Wes. This was Demetrius and Saeed. You guys know what to hit them with. To be continued. Bebop don't stop. Peace.